It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Pokes. I'm your host, Colby Powell, with you as always. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Make sure you find our partners, Boone Pickens State, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's Boone Pickens State on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Glad to be with you on a Monday. Hope everyone had a great, great weekend. So, so much to get into. I was out of town on Friday, so I have yet to even talk about uh, all of the Power 5 conferences, except for the Big 12 and SEC, have announced that they will be moving to conference only schedules for football in the fall. Now, this does include the ACC, uh, Notre Dame. They're saying that they're still going to include Notre Dame on their schedule. So even though that's non-conference, again, let's give Notre Dame privilege. You know, they're too stuck up to join a conference. They're not going to join a conference, but let's give them the privilege of being in a conference, even though they refuse to join one. I don't like Notre Dame. I don't know if you're picking up on that. But anyway, they're saying that they're still going to include Notre Dame. So uh, what does that do for Oklahoma State? Number one, it Wipes out the Oklahoma State-Oregon State game. That is first and foremost. So, uh, there's a few options. The Big 12 has not yet made a determination on what it's going to do as far as whether to play non-conference games. Neither has the SEC, uh, although I believe it was maybe the SEC commissioner I saw the quote from uh, this weekend. Don't hold me to that. That that said that you kind of feel the pressure once everybody else moves to conference only to move to conference only. Now, I have a uh, an opinion on what this all means and where this is all headed, uh, and I think where this is headed is a spring football season. I think we're delaying the inevitable. Um, the idea that seven weeks from now we're going to be able to pack everyone into a stadium and play football, it, it's not realistic. What the NBA is doing, bubbling guys, bubbling media, coaches, players, staff, everybody, that is not realistic uh, in, in collegiate athletics. Those guys are getting paid millions of dollars. These guys are on scholarship. That's it. Scholarship. It's not enough, number one. We've been over that. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole today. It's not enough, but these guys are on scholarship. You cannot expect them if you don't think it's safe enough for the rest of your student body. You can't expect them to be out there and uh, sacrificing themselves for the greater good of our entertainment. So I think this is headed for a spring football season. Uh, I'm to the point that I would be shocked if we played football in the fall. Um, It seems like this is a baby step in preparing us for that, I, I think what they're doing is they're trying to slowly hint to us that there's not going to be fall football, but but they don't want to just tell us yet. They want to prepare us in waves. So they're going to let us know, okay, we're going to go conference only. Don't panic. We're going to go conference only. So my question is, in this theoretical world of playing a fall football schedule and going conference only, uh, what are we doing to bowl games 
Are we having the college football playoff? I mean, I'm assuming, obviously, conference only. You still have your conference championships. Are, are we not going to have the college football playoff or bowl games? We're just going to crown five different conference champions and let their fan bases fight it out forever to see who they think it should have been the champion in 2020. That's that's not going to work. So um, I, I don't know what the plan is for college football as far as whether to uh, hold all those competitions, those postseason competitions, if they were to play in the fall. JUCO has moved to the spring. Uh, I think that they've kind of started to lay out everything that they want to do. Um, it, it just... It's not working right now in the fall. Obviously, you can have whatever opinion you want to have about the virus. The virus is derailing college football. The, um, the, the, I don't know if I want to say response to the virus, but just the, the inability to uh, control the virus has absolutely, I think, killed our chances for college football in the fall. Now, I still think it can be played in the spring, but I don't know exactly what that looks like. And, and this is one of those times where I'm not afraid to tell you, I'm glad I'm not the one making that decision. I'm glad somebody you know way higher than me who makes a lot more money than I do is making that decision because how do you cross all the T's and dot all the I's to play in the spring? How does this impact uh, other sports potentially financially you know, in the spring, or are, are we going to be able to have fans in the stadiums? Hopefully. Hopefully we can, but it's not a guarantee. Also, a, a huge, huge question that I have and that any Oklahoma State fan should have is if the Big 12 or if the NCAA decides that football will not be played in the fall, does that mean that we're doing away with any sports pre-January 1? Because that's what the Ivy League did, remember? The Ivy League said, until January 1st, we're not considering playing sports. So does that mean that in November and December, Cade Cunningham and Mike Boynton's crew aren't going to be taking the court? Because that's going to be a big, big problem. This is heading towards something uh, that could potentially be bad for Oklahoma State fans in what should be the best year for both Oklahoma State football and basketball in a long, long time. I don't remember the last time that Oklahoma State uh, had this promising of a football and basketball team at the same time. I remember 2011. That was my freshman year at Oklahoma State. Basketball team uh, wasn't great at that point. Those next couple years, Marcus Smart came in and it was better, but that was whenever Whedon and Blackman left, so the football team took a little bit of a dip. I'm really trying to remember. You go back, uh, maybe that Zach Robinson, Des Bryant team kind of overlapped, uh, if I'm remembering right, with the Mario Bogans, Byron Eton, Oklahoma State basketball team. That would have been, what, 13 years ago, probably? 13, 14 years ago? Something like that for Oklahoma State basketball and football uh, to both be, be good at the same time. So hopefully these seasons are not canceled. Hopefully, if anything, they're just postponed. Postponed is fine. Postponed mean, means we're still going to play it, we just don't get to do what we usually do, and it might mess things up for a little while. What does that look like in the future um, as far as, you know, if they were to play a spring football schedule, how does that impact starting the next season? You know, if the season doesn't end until June 1st, are they going to turn right back around and start another season on September 1st, or are they going to back it up and go, you know, November 1st to March 1st and then have the regular season uh, start the following year in 2022? I don't know. This, these are unprecedented times. These, this is an unprecedented situation. Uh, and we're just going to have to figure it out one day at a time and let the, the powers that be in college football make these decisions. But I hope, I hope, hope, hope that these decisions are made in the best interests of everyone that includes the players. I understand the financial liability that comes with not playing football. I, I also understand that these are unpaid athletes um, who 
don't deserve to be subjected, uh, don't deserve to be put in harm's way any more than anyone else just because we depend on them for entertainment. So uh, I hope that this is handled properly moving forward. I want to take a break, come back on the other side, talk about some things that happened in recruiting over the past several days for Oklahoma State football and basketball. That's coming up next. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. along here on a Monday on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out everything that Locked On has to offer. The number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. Also, find our partners Boone, Pick, and State on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the best Oklahoma State news, notes, and opinions. Uh, let's take a look at recruiting, shall we? Football, basketball, football, basketball. Let's start with football. Uh, let's get the bad news out of the way first, and then we will move on to the good news. So, uh, Oklahoma State had a four-star offensive test tackle decommit over the weekend. Kelvin Banks, four-star offensive tackle, announced on Twitter, said, I will be decommitting from Oklahoma State University. I just want to make sure that I am making the right decision for me and my family for the future. Oklahoma State was the first uh, school to offer. Banks came back in May of 2019. So uh, what is that, 16 months ago? Uh, Not 16, 14 months ago. Uh, He committed to Oklahoma State this past September, on September 29th. At the time, he had offers from the likes of Utah, Florida State, Arizona State, Houston, Texas, so some big-time schools. Since he committed to Oklahoma State, he has risen to be the number 126 player in the 2022 class. His, his stock has kind of gone through the roof since he committed to Oklahoma State. He has since garnered offers from Texas Tech, USC, LSU, Oregon, Texas A&M, Auburn, and Baylor. Uh, Now that he's reopened his commitment, you can expect even more big-time schools to go ahead and get involved. He's from Humble, Texas. Um, Obviously, this was a big-time recruit whenever he came in for Oklahoma State. It now leaves Oklahoma State with one recruit, uh, pardon me, one commit in the 2022 class. That is safety DeKelvion Beeman, who is the lone Cowboys commitment. Uh, Still very early on in the 22 class, but a bit of disappointing news. And, And this is the tough part about being one of the Oklahoma states of the world. Um, you know, I, I don't think that this has anything to do with the Gundy stuff. Maybe it does. There'd be no way to know. But I would assume that this isn't what that's about. I would think that what this is about is the fact that as an Oklahoma state, not one of the big dogs in college football, Oklahoma State's really good program, really good program, a program that a lot of schools, I'm sure, are envious of. But not being one of the big dogs, you land a four-star offensive lineman, and then, you know, it's kind of that situation where uh, as he's gotten a little more mainstream, um, it's like whenever the girl takes off her glasses and now she's hot. Well, now everybody wants him. That's that's everybody wants him. I mean, USC's hopped in, LSU, Oregon, Auburn. I mean, these are uh, elite schools uh, across the country whenever it comes to churning out NFL talent. We saw what LSU did this past season. 
So it's just one of those situations where if you're Oklahoma State, it's tough. It's tough to keep these guys a lot of the time. Once these bigger schools come knocking, what what do you say? I mean, I really don't know. Obviously, I mean, Charlie Dickey is a great coach. Oklahoma State has had a ton of success on the offensive side of the ball over the past, gosh, I don't, 15 years. But, I mean, what do you really say to a guy uh, whenever all these other big, school, big schools come calling? Uh, tough, tough deal for Oklahoma State. So they lose out on Kelvin Banks. Now, he could still possibly recommit to Oklahoma State. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that moving forward. But four-star offensive tackle Kelvin Banks has decommitted from Oklahoma State's uh, 2022 class. Now, the good news over the weekend. Um, four-star running back Cameron Valdez includes Oklahoma State state in his top seven schools. Uh, let me see if I can pull up the rest of them. I know he's got Texas Tech in there. I know he's got Nebraska in there, Arizona State as well. Oh, it's this stupid video. I don't want to watch your stupid video. I just want to know what the schools are. It's uh, it's Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Nebraska. Uh, here we go. Purdue, Arizona State, Arkansas, and Utah all in the group. Uh, the final seven for four-star running back Cameron Valdez. Obviously, it would be a huge get for Oklahoma State, and you would think um, that they can talk about the fact that, um, you know, Chuba Hubbard. Had pretty good success there. Oklahoma State's actually had a lot of great success uh, with running backs. Whenever you look at Chris Carson now in the NFL getting it done, uh, Joseph Randall, the only one who got in Joseph Randall's way was Joseph Randall. He had a lot of success uh, immediately coming out and moving on to the NFL. Justice Hill is a Baltimore Raven right now. Uh, had a decent rookie season. So Oklahoma State puts running backs in the NFL. So you would think that they would have a pretty good pitch at that position. <clears throat> Pardon me, Michael Trigg, uh, a four-star tight end from Florida, who's six foot four. He's also rated as a three-star shooting guard by rivals uh, and a top-five national recruit at tight end by Two Four Seven Sports. So Oklahoma State has offered him on football and basketball. I'm sure Oklahoma State is not the only sport uh, that has done so, but something to keep an eye on. Now, if he wants to, uh, if he wants to do both, then y- you know. He's, he's going to have to decide uh, which school gives him the best option uh, to play both sports. He also has dual offers, dual offers for both sports from Illinois, Alabama, Memphis, Auburn, South Carolina, USC, Kentucky, and LSU. Um, 247 Sports lists him with 50 total scholarship offers. There's only 130 Division I schools, uh, so this guy is a Big, big commodity, Michael Trigg. That is a name uh, to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, So that's kind of the good news uh, for Oklahoma State. Also, another running back target, uh, Taviera Dunlap, put Oklahoma State in his top eight. So all things to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, All right, going to take one more break, come back on the other side, talk a little bit more about Oklahoma State basketball. What number are guys going to be wearing Um, Daniel Cormier as well. Some news on Daniel Cormier this morning, so we'll get to that. Former Oklahoma State Cowboy DC. Uh, That's all coming up next. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
back, wrapping things up on a Monday. This is Colby Powell with Locked On Pokes. Find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. Uh, so that if you want to tweet at me, you can. I love all interaction. Uh, I got some interaction uh, last night from an anonymous Twitter account, of course. It's always the anonymous Twitter accounts. Nobody ever wants to put uh, their name on it. He said, at Colby J. Powell is easily one of the worst sources for Oklahoma State info, thoughts, whatever. He's nothing but another blowhard that recycles what other people say. I can't believe that clown has a OSU podcast. What a joke. Thank you for the feedback. I appreciate it. I uh, I don't know what his goal was in sending that, but uh, I appreciate him reaching out. It means he's listening. I would assume if I had to guess, he went back and listened to one of my old podcasts where I was uh, very critical of Mike Gundy, uh, and I can tell from his Twitter feed that he is a big Mike Gundy fan, so I'm betting that that uh, is what turned him off and sparked that tweet. Look, I... If you're a Mike Gundy fan, fine. It is what it is. You can be a fan of whoever you want to be. Uh, I'm I'm not a Mike Gundy fan. I'm not uh, a big believer in wasting time trying to teach an old dog new tricks. Not in college football. Not whenever there's so many millions of dollars on the line and being made by the coach that you're having to teach to interact with his players. So uh, I'm not a Gundy guy. If you are, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm I'm not always gonna say what you want to hear. If you want to hear uh, rainbows and sunshine about Oklahoma State football and about Mike Gundy right now, I, it's to be determined. I've got to see what, what this does to impact recruiting. I've got to see if he can actually turn a corner whenever it comes to relationships with his players. I've got to see these things before I walk back any comment that I've made because I don't feel any any differently than I've made uh, than I did whenever I said any of those things about Mike Gundy over the last few weeks. So uh, if you're mad at me for that, uh, whatever. Hit me up on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Uh, and I appreciate those of you uh, who tweeted nice things in response last night as well. So a uh, lot of fun on Twitter. A lot of fun. Hit me up at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. So uh, former Oklahoma State Cowboy Daniel Cormier is going to be a part of the commentary team for the UFC 4 video game, which is a lot of fun. You'll be hearing DC's voice if you enjoy playing any of those games. Uh, also, before we move on to basketball, I need to give a big shout out to Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland, another big-time week, uh, big-time performance on the PGA Tour at the Workday Charity Open. He finishes solo third. Uh, He was four shots back of Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa. He was close on the back nine. I think he was within two, uh, and then he rinsed his tee shot on the short par four 14th uh, and ended up making bogey there. Kind of took him out of the tournament because the other two guys in his group both made birdie, but still a very solid solo third finish for Victor Hovland. Uh, He admitted himself after his win on the PGA Tour in Puerto Rico uh, earlier this year, I think it was, back in January, February, that his chipping. His short game needed some work. Uh, I noticed from a lot of the golf that I watched, I watched a ton of it on Saturday and Sunday, uh, that there were a few up and downs that you probably expect a guy that high up on the leaderboard uh, in a tour event to to get. Uh, And some of just the simple up and downs that that he wasn't making. So uh, certainly still an area of his game that needs improved. I think strokes gained around the green this year. I think he's just outside the top 200 on the PGA Tour. And and it's a testament to his ball striking. getting in the weeds. I'm not going to talk about golf for much longer, I promise. It's a testament to his ball striking that he's that poor around the greens, and he still had all these fantastic finishes. He's the only player on the tour to play every event since the restart and make all five cuts. Also, I think his worst finish in those five is like 21st, uh, and he's had 
top 15s in his last three starts, uh, capped off by a solo third behind only Justin Thomas and Colin Morikawa this past week. He is in the field uh, this week for the Memorial Tournament at Jack's Place once again at Muirfield Village on the PGA Tour. Taylor Gooch uh, will also be playing in that one. Matt Wolf, Ricky Fowler. Uh, I would assume that Charles Howell III will be there. A couple other Cowboys, as we know, the PGA Tour is littered with Oklahoma State Cowboys, and it's fun to watch every single week. Also, if you don't know, I do do another podcast. It's called The 73rd Hole. If you're a golf fan, you want to get in the weeds with us, uh, myself, Taylor Williams, we host that, uh, and we do we, we deep dive on the PGA Tour. We will be recapping the Workday Charity Open uh, today as well as previewing the Memorial later in the week. We talk a lot about the local guys, all the Oklahoma State guys. We had Mike McGraw on. Uh, if you like former Oklahoma State Cowboy head coach Mike McGraw, we had him on. Uh, go find that interview. It's it's timeless, and it's uh, a great listen. Some great stories from former Oklahoma State coach Mike McGraw. We also had Taylor Gooch on with us, former Oklahoma State Cowboy, uh, who is now a, a really solid member on the PGA Tour. He's been playing some great golf uh, this year. So uh, go check those out, the 73rd hole. Now, let's talk jersey numbers, shall we? We've got a filled-out Oklahoma State basketball roster and uh, again if this season doesn't get played uh, I'm going to have I'm going to have some beef with somebody because I've got to see these guys lace it up in the orange and black so uh, I hope you're sitting down brace yourself because I'm, I'm going to read this roster off to you uh, and it is jarring it is stacked with talent. So Avery Anderson will be wearing number zero again. Chris Harris will move to number one. Remember, number one last year was worn by Jonathan Laurent. So Chris Harris will be wearing it this year. And why did he switch numbers, you might ask? Because he wore number two. And number two belongs to Cade Cunningham. So Cade will be wearing number two. Donovan Williams will be wearing number four. Rondell Walker uh, will be suiting up in number five. A lot of freshmen here. You'll notice Matthew Alexander Moncrief will be wearing number 12. Ice will be wearing his same number 13. The Ole Miss transfer, Bryce Williams, will be wearing it number 14. The Boone Twins, Keelan and Caleb, are not changing numbers. Keelan will still wear 20. Caleb will still wear 22. Montreal Pena, who jumped out of the gym last week with a 42.5-inch vertical, will wear number 21. Bernard Kuma will wear it 25. Farron Flavors, the transfer from Cal Baptist, who should be a sharpshooter for the Cowboys, will wear 31. And D. Mitchell will wear number 55. I am so ridiculously jacked for Oklahoma State basketball. Cannot wait. Glad to be here with you today. Uh, not sure what my plans are throughout the week. I'll be with you tomorrow or Wednesday and then likely Friday as well. We'll see if uh, we have any updates on what the Big 12 and the SEC decide to do. When will football be played? Will football be played? We'll, we're taking it day by day. Uh, as soon as I know something, uh, you'll know it as well. On Twitter, Boone Pickens State, Colby J. Powell, Locked on Pokes. Search for Boone Pickens State as well on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening. I'm back later in the week with more Locked on Pokes. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.